Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the brand new Hills and Ops show. Our very first episode. And what a way to kick it off with a championship predictions video. The one that everybody loves. The one that everyone's going to watch because it, it's just one of those. It's always got a big ball. Everyone wants to know who's got what where. Well, we've certainly got an interesting lineup for you. But since we're back, I'm going to introduce my colleague, Carlito. Carl Hills, how are you, mate? I'm great, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a while since we uh, we last did this. It has, hasn't it? It's good to be back. As, it is uh, good to be back. Uh, sure a very famous brand once said. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. New um, new platform, new show, new ideas. Let's, uh, let's try and hit the ground running. But yeah. Hills and Ox show, we're going to try and make it weekly. Um, this week's a bit of a one-off because we're just focusing purely on the championship Um Starting off with our 1 24 of our combined 1 24s. So we've decided to make a combined table, which uh, proved tough to create, but definitely an interesting verdict that I think will we'll turn a lot of heads. And then after that, we'll also go through quite quickly our uh, score predictions for all of this weekend's championship fixtures. So a bit of a championship fest for our first episode, but there's going to be plenty more coming up we'll do a few more blues themed vids as well um just because it's it's we could probably both sit and talk about blues for hours I'm let's be honest. We'll, we'll put it out there now we're, yeah, biased. we're biased you know we, we we want to talk about what we want to talk about but we're not just going to try and limit ourselves to football we are going to be open to talking about other hot topics in sport and uh, just just try and cover the talking points that everybody's talking about right now and uh just make it more of a bit of a pub chat show. We are going to have guests here and there as well. Um, also from opposition teams as well to get a view from the other side, uh, from a Blues perspective, which will also be good, but just to generally talk about their team. So uh, it'll be good content for everybody. But that's enough of me rambling. Let's get the show <laughs> on the road. So our 1-24 to combined league table, starting off with 24th. I'll let you lead the way. QPR. 
We've got QPR, and let's be honest, it's not been great for QPR for a while now. You know, um, was halfway through the season, the wheels came off the bus and they just plummeted. And I think, you know, it's a shame because I like Gareth Ainsworth. I think he's a great manager. You know, there's a lot of love for him. But I just think, yeah, I think this could be the year they fall through the trapdoor. Um, there's not been a huge amount of noise. I mean, I know they've made a few signings, but yeah, I just don't fancy them to, to stay up. I do think they're going to be rock bottom. I think quite simply they're 23 better teams than them in the league this year. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, they've made the recent acquisition of Jack Colback, which is, a, you know, a decent, competent championship signing, um, dependent on whether he plays sort of midfield or left back. But we certainly an impactful player for Forrest in their promotion season. So, you know, they, they've done bits and bobs of business here and there. And I do like Gareth Ainsworth as, as a manager, but just the situation they seem to be in on and off the pitch, you can't ignore it. But what I will say um, to QPR fans, because you're probably sick of people predicting you to finish bottom of the table or in the bottom three, um, at the end of the day, everyone had Blues down in 24th yeah. pretty much last season. And look how we did. We had a pretty comfortable mid-table finish in the end. So, and, you know, you've already got players in that squad that are more than capable of just single-handedly getting results for the likes of your really chair and um, your, your Willock and whatnot. So um, let's let's not write them off completely but unfortunately we just have to go off what's in front of us facts and figures and we've got QPR in 24th on to the next team do you know I feel really bad for this one Rotherham I like the setup they've got going on there I like the manager as well uh, Matt Taylor it's just because they've lost so many players (laughs) they've lost so many key players that it's hard to ignore. I know they've brought a couple of new additions in, but it's they're, they're big shoes to fill. And with Rotherham being such a historical yo-yo as well, I I think they'll have fight in them this season and they'll probably pull off a few shocks. But right now, going off what they've got, I, I'd certainly have them to go down. What are your thoughts on Rotherham? Yeah, I think you've, you've basically nailed it on the head, as you normally do. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've lost too many key players. And, you know, we know from Blues... When you lose key players and don't replace them, you're going to struggle, you know. And um, yeah, they will shock a few, and no doubt they'll uh, they'll pull a result over us, no doubt. But uh, yeah, oh, I think that's it. <laughs> um, and if any Barnsley fans are watching, we've predicted Rotherham to go down. Get your money on Barnsley to go up because you've got to swap places. It's like football law; it's one of those things. So <laughs> we can't have you both in the same league. So uh, yeah, get that on. Uh, get that bet on Barnsley fans. I reckon the odds will be really, really crap on that because it's probably yeah. so predictable. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our next pick, another Yorkshire club, Sheffield Wednesday. What What are your thoughts on the situation at Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, in, enlighten me because I, I feel like it's a it's a really weird one. It, it is, and I mean, I don't really know what's gone on. I guess none of us ever will, other than the people that are involved, right? But I mean, I think I'm not on my own with Darren Moore going. You know, and I'm sure Sheffield Wednesday fans can inform us a lot better than, than we're informed about the goings on. But you know, the, the rumours behind the scenes that there was trouble being stirred up and stuff. I'd, it just seems really bizarre to to get rid of a manager who has got you promoted and it be too smoke and mirrory. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why. You know, we know for a fact you can't go into a championship season. We we all agree the championship is probably the toughest league, or certainly one of the toughest leagues in the world. Um, you can't go into a season with, you know, disgruntled fan base 
playing staff, it being unsettled because you will just not get the results, you know, and it, it's just going to go wrong for you. So, um, yeah, it's 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 just a very weird situation. Um, kind of similar to when Monk got sacked from Blues, if you remember. Yeah. Um, sorry, they left. Left. Um, and <laughs> although there were rumours flying around about it, no one quite knew what it was. And, it, and then we ended off up with Pep, which, love the man, but he's not a manager. Um, so, yeah, it's very bizarre. Um, but that's, why I think, one of the reasons why I've got them down there in 22nd. Do you know what? Now you say that, it's weird how it's unfolded in such a similar way to with Blues and Gary Monk, because obviously Gary Monk suddenly left. Uh, silence from Gary Monk, obviously, because there will be contractually. But Dong Ren wasn't afraid to come out and throw some punches, was he? Yeah. And Chan Siri's done the exact same with Darren Moore, saying, oh, we, we offered him the world and he, he didn't want to stay, basically. Which, I don't know, I just find hard to believe when it looks like such a good setup they had there. Yeah. Um, because I, I know, you know, you could offer me more money, but I'd really struggle to leave my current job because I'm I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> and from the outside looking in, obviously there'll be financial troubles, but from a spiritist perspective and a team perspective, it didn't look like something we would expect. But hey ho, I don't want to ramble on it too much. That's Sheffield Wednesday in twenty second. In twenty first, we have Hull. Hull is an interesting one. So many people have either got them up here or, well, up here or down here. Yep. Um, there's there's no in-between. I've seen so many people tout Hull for the playoffs. And they have made some decent little signings. They've still got, you know, Estupinan from last season. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for putting them where they are, but I also don't because I feel like on paper it's also a team that could easily just go down. Yeah, like it, it really could. But also, if all being well flourishes, they could push for that top 10. But I have seen so many people put them in the playoffs and I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I agree. I can't, exactly I can't deny the signings. You know, Liam Delap, um, they, they've just signed Aaron Connolly today. So it seems like they've got the attacking backing, but I'm not seeing uh, a lot of defensive artillery. What are your thoughts on Hull? Yeah, no, exactly the same. And, and they are just one of those teams where you're right. Everyone thinks they're going to do really well or really crack. Um, I just, yeah, it, it's just one of those ones wherever you put them in, going to feel right. So, uh, yeah, I just don't think currently they've got that defensive reinforcement that you probably need in the championship. Um, there are going to be, you know, I mean, the championship gets tougher every year with the teams that come down and the money they've got, especially if teams don't get back up, right? Like, so, yeah, I think if you're frail, defensively you're going to be in for a bit of a hard time against some of the boys at the top end of the table so yeah they've, they've got to go down there unfortunately um but hey again look at the start of last season we were touted to be relegated we were seventh around christmas anything can happen you know we we, we just this is why we're doing the predictions not playing the football <laughs> so uh yeah exactly exactly i, I reckon we'll uh if, if any whole fans watch this we will get a little bit of backlash but we, we're sorry we're just saying what we see Come on and put us right. Come on and talk to us about your club and tell us why we're wrong. We, we've done Yorkshire quite dirty. To be <laughs> we fair. have. We're sorry. <laughs> Nothing against Yorkshire, I promise. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's it's not us us with us, our southern bias. Although, I, I, I don't know, are you, are you up north these days? No, no, I'm still in, Bar I'm in Berkshire, so still London. Oh, still south. South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It, more north than I was technically, but yeah, no, still south. 
Uh, we're, we're still we're still basically south. I, I wouldn't class Derbyshire where I am now as anywhere really north. I mean, some people in London might, but Midlands is more southern than it is northern, I think. But hey ho, let's let's move on. Twentieth place, we've got Cardiff. Um, a lot of people, I'd say, back in Cardiff to to finish low, just because of the situation they've got going on. Another sort of ownershipy issue. Uh, kind of thing, but the the signings aren't bad. Aaron Ramsey, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, the problem is if Aaron Ramsey plays and scores, a famous person dies. We all know this, so uh, he uh, he'll probably won't score that many. But no, I, again, it's it's weird how many clubs, and obviously we we've, we've got Blues to talk about the baggies in a bit. How ownerships affect clubs and and the stability, and I think that's the biggest thing you need going into a season, as we've said with Sheffield Wednesday, is that stability. They've, yeah, they've made some good signings, but. These signings have to be good consistently. They have to stay injury-free, as we know at Blues, that's come to our detriment a lot. Um, so and it'll probably happen this season because we're all excited. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just it just feels again, Cardiff fans, if you disagree, tell us, come on the show, tell us why we're wrong. But yeah, it just just feels like there's negativity around Cardiff. Some Sheffield Wednesday, I just don't really see them, you know, up, up at the sharp end. I think they're probably going to be scrapping for their lives. Um, so yeah, that, that's why they're down there for me. Yeah, definitely. But again, it's it's another, a bit like Hull, another team with great attacking options. I'm just not seeing a lot of the back. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, in football, one of the more common phrases is "build from the back." And in the Championship of all leagues, you you just need that solidified back line. And I'm, I know they've lost quite a few household names in their defence um, at the end of last season. So. Whoever they bring in, obviously, I know they'll probably have uh, McGuinness, Mark McGuinness, who obviously did all right at Sheffield Wednesday a couple of seasons ago. I imagine he'll be a bit more of a Cardiff mainstay. But even then, I just don't really know what great defensive options they have. But Colin Grant, Yaku Mate, Ike Ugbo, Josh Bowler, Aaron Ramsey, all, if kept fit, great attacking options. And I think Colin Grant was wasted at West Brom really and needed a move away i'd have certainly taken him at blues because i do think he can be a 20 goal striker um yeah if if the form's there so cardiff will be a, a one to watch for sure yeah. and they've also got the manager who's an unknown quantity as well right that can't be you know ignored at this level um yeah it doesn't mean they're going to do badly pep Latet had a horrendous record and he did he was not a great manager but he did okay for blues before the covid break but you, you really like whenever Blues change manager was a one song with experience. We need someone that's had experience in the championship. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. And again, Cardiff fans, if you want to prove us wrong? Come on and tell us why we're rubbish. Exactly. I'd be more than happy to have you. Um, next one, Plymouth. Uh, I think this is the first one we actually um, had in the same place. Yes. <laughs> um, Plymouth in 19th is. Um, I'm really happy Plymouth have come up. Um, I'm kind of dreading going down there at Christmas time. Uh, I feel like it's going to be very cold, but, you know, a Christmas in Cornwall, right? Why not? Let's do it. Um, It's Devon. Don't say Cornwall. I know it's Devon, but I I can't lie to you. I'm going to Cornwall. I'll go go to Plymouth. It's on the way. So (laughs) that's my way of seeing it. I'd rather go um, to the slightly more holiday destination of, of Cornwall than Devon. We've already got the Plymouth fans on our backs. Do you know what, actually, they're going to hurt me now for this. I'm really yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm, I will stop. 
um, no, I really like the colour of your kit. It's lovely, lovely green, lovely, lovely green. green. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, Plymouth's an interesting one. I'm happy they're up because I do think they are a championship size club. Um, some people might think they're one of the smaller clubs, but I actually think they are. Uh, for for their size, they're a bit of a giant. Uh, certainly at League One level they were, and I'm really happy to see that they're up. And uh, they've made they've made some smart signings, you know, brought back people that did well last season, like Morgan Whitaker, Bolly Mumba. I think Bolly Mumba's a really great signing. I think quite a few championship sides should have been in for him, really. Um, and I like their manager as well. So it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they do. What are your thoughts on Plymouth? Yeah, I, I love Plymouth. Um, I think they are... We've got them 19th, and I think that is purely based on, look, they're coming up, it's their first season in the championship. Yeah. You've got to be realistic. Um, when they came to Blues, I know we weren't great in the FA Cup this season before last, I think it was, and they beat us on the beat us fair and square. They were fantastic, and it's been great watching them play. And, and uh, yeah, I think they are going to, so much for them, I think they'll cause a few shocks. Um, and I think they've got enough with the signings they've made um, it should be enough to keep them out, especially with the teams that are going to be scrapping away at the foot. I think they've got enough to to stay up, and it'd be great to see them stay up. You know, it's I don't really want a team coming up and going straight back down. Sorry, Sheffield Wednesday fans, and all you think you are, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely not the southern bias. But yeah, I'm just really excited to watch watch Plymouth and see how they get on. I think they're kind of that underdog team, it's kind of like when Bournemouth got promoted to the Premier League and and things yeah. like that. It's that under underdog type. Similar to what Luton are going to face, right, in, in the Prem this season. So, yeah, really excited. Really hope they, they manage to stay up. And again, maybe 19th is a disservice. 100%. And I'd love to get a Plymouth fan on to, to chat about Plymouth. Yes. I feel like they're a really interesting team to talk about. Obviously, they've just had um, renovations on their stadium as well. And I think their home form is going to be crucial to them this season. I think a lot of people are going to be tired before they've even got to the stadium because it's such a long <laughs> journey. So, um, no, I think their home form is going to be what's going to serve them well this season. Um, it might just be those big away days that they'll, they'll struggle on, perhaps. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, be interested to see how Plymouth do. Um, on to the next one, Huddersfield in 18th. A lot of people, again, looking at Huddersfield to be relegated, really, this season. And I don't blame them, but I have faith in Neil Warnock. But then again, when Neil Warnock doesn't have a clear vision of what he actually has to aim for, he kind of just tends to fumble. Um, so, you know, I feel like if, if it's not on paper is please stay up yeah. <laughs> then yeah. you won't do it or try and build something but you, although they've got new ownership there doesn't seem to be a lot of money moving just yet not a great deal of signings just more outgoings there are still some decent players there they're, they're definitely a worthy shout of being in that bottom three but yeah. I just think that you know with new ownership even if a lot doesn't happen in this window there might be a fair amount that happens in January and um, that they'll spur on and do enough to stay up. But I, I want Warnock to do well. One, one last season of, of the GOAT would be great. So yeah. I, I think we've, we might have been a bit kind to them putting them in 18th, but I, I, don't, I think it's more than achievable. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. What are your thoughts on Huddersfield? Another Yorkshire club we've got on the, not yeah. the foot of the table. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think that I agree with you about Warnock. You know, he's not got something like you say, it's like Allardyce, things like that. They don't come in with it, you need to keep us up. They don't know what they're doing. They can't, you know, <laughs> they can't run a football club. 
in, in that way. Um, I think Huddersfield have kind of become one of those teams like us, uh, or old Blues at least, in the fact that, yeah, they won't really do anything. They'll have a few good results, but they'll probably be 17th, 18th, 19th. And, and I think that's just what it's got to be for them. And I think this season's got to be consolidation, similar to Blues. Um, and I think if they can consolidate and stay in the league this season, Warnock keeps them up, keeps them there, and manages to set up the season, they can then start to build on. Because obviously, it's great having new owners. We know this, but you can only pump in a certain amount of money with FFP and things like that. So it might be a case of survive this season and then reap the rewards next summer um, and then push on. But yeah, I just... Yeah, I just don't really see them challenging. Um, but again, they could. It, it's like any the, the the great thing about the championship. Any team can prove any predictions wrong, right? At the end of the day, we all said that Luton weren't ever going to get into the prem. There they are, um, and that's a great thing. In the championship, anyone can do anything. So, yeah, exactly. Let's see what exactly. So we certainly can't rule them out. So it'd be interesting to see what they do for the season. Uh, in 17th place, we've got Blackburn. Significant drop from how they've done last season, but again, they're losing a lot of key players. Brereton yeah. Diaz obviously being the main name. They're having financial troubles. Uh, manager seems unsettled because he doesn't know what the plan is for the season going forward. Sounds like a lot of false promises. Seems like they're trying to sell quite a few assets to, you know, make a bit of money um, yeah. boost up the numbers so no I don't think it's going to be a very good season at Blackburn and again there's no reason why they couldn't actually be further down than, than we've got them yeah. to be fair you know I think we're being quite kind saying 17th but thankfully if they hold on to what they've already got it's still more than capable championship side as they proved last season uh, yeah. what are your thoughts on Blackburn? It, it comes down to it's it's literally and it's going to be a recurring theme, isn't it? I think for a few of these championship clubs, it's the instability. You know, you can't go into a season with your manager unhappy. You know, and whether the the leak reports are true or not, you just can't do it because if the manager unhappy, there's not the confidence from the board and the manager. The manager's going to be gone after four or five bad results. Um, now that might be a good thing. You might get someone who comes in and stabilizes it, but you can't have that in any league, let alone the championship. And yeah, like you say, I mean. Brereton Diaz going uh, on a free, I think, in the end was it he went. Um, it's ridiculous business. That is stupid. Um, you know, stupid business. And, you know, you, you kind of, again, you, you're not going to replace that Elka player. Maybe I know they've got, you know, some good youth coming through or have done for the last couple of seasons coming through. But I just think, again, instability. And, and it's a common theme, you know, within that last, what, nine teams, there's four or five of them where the ownership and the management are at loggerheads or whatever. So, yeah, I think they're just, they've just not got enough to, to get up the table and they should have enough to stay up. But again, they could have been further down. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think a lot of the teams we've given them the benefit of the doubt just because of the players they've still already got or how they did last season. So um, it'll, uh, it'll certainly be interesting one. Um, moving on to 16th place, Preston North End. Weird one. I feel like there's a really high ceiling on Preston, but also this season just doesn't seem like they're in the best of positions yeah. that they usually are. Talk to me. Thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the rumours of obviously Cannon going there are true and it does happen, that's a significant outlay of cash if, if the rumours are true. Was it a million pound in wages oh. or whatever it was? That's insane. Um, you know, I mean, you think most championship clubs have a wage of what, 10 mil? minimum ish that's that's 10 percent of that so 
look, if they get him, there's a chance he could fire them higher. But they've obviously, again, they've lost key players. Um, Daniel Johnson, another one who's gone from, from yeah. Preston. And now I don't like him very much. I can appreciate he's a very good player. Nope. Nope. Like I never liked Daniel um, Johnson. Would have again another one of those players comes to Blues, love him to bits, plays yeah. against us, hate him. Um, and I agree. I just think it's just yeah, it's just weird. And if you're putting a significant amount of money into Cannon coming, which great, it's a great sign, but what you've got to back him up. So yeah, that just doesn't seem to be a whole lot there for me. Um, which again is a shame because they do again have that really high ceiling, you know, and. You know, we were lucky against them at their place at the start of last season. How we won that 1-0, I've got no idea um, <laughs> at all. But, yeah, it's they've got the ceiling there and the potentials there, but it just doesn't all seem to be knitting together. And literally, we're making this prediction before the start of the season, they're probably going to go on like a 10 beaten, 10 unbeaten run yeah. or something like that. But, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. It just doesn't feel like it's all going to come together for them. Exactly. And I think, obviously, I've touched on it a few times, Good attacking options. I'd say it's the opposite for Preston this time. Really, really good defensive base. And obviously they showed that last season when they went like the first 12 games or something without conceding a goal. And then we went and beat them 1-0 because we're yep. blues. Um, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. But yeah, no, they, they, they've got such a good defensive setup there. But I do think fans are also frustrated with the way Ryan Lowe has set up in recent times, um, just maybe getting frustrated with the boring one nils or the nil nils, constant draws. Don't feel like they're um, they're winning enough games, and that you know, if the results are there, great. But if the results are there and you're playing boring football, it's never going to go down well. Yeah. So it'll, I think the jury's out a bit on Ryan Lowe this season. It'll be interesting to see what he does, but. Signings-wise, Will Keane and Jack Watmore, that's not going to get you anywhere. Like, just signing Wigan's fodder from when they've gone down is, is really <laughs> going to propel you up the league. Don't get me wrong, I think they're good championship players. Will Keane, I don't know, he's a bit he's a bit touch and go. Sometimes yeah. maybe good, sometimes maybe not. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, J- Jack Watmore, again, solid addition we'll see we'll see how they uh how they get on 15th place boing boing we got the baggies with again ownership issues um it's nice to be swapping places for a change to be honest um (laughs) they've still got some really decent players there and i think the loan signing of jeremy uh, i think it's jeremy seramento or something like that from brighton seems a really promising loan signing um but again, they've also lost a few, like Carl and Grant. Um, I, I, there's there's more than a good enough side there that if they're playing well, they could be aiming top ten. And for me, they have one of the best managers in the league as well. Yeah, so absolutely. Maybe we are being a bit harsh, but again, ownership issues can have such an effect on a club, regardless of how good your team is or yeah. how good your manager is. But they could still achieve well this season but you've got to think if it doesn't go well this season then next season is going to be even more dire because they're going to be looking to sell assets and just get what they can because it does sound like their uh their owner doesn't have a pot to piss in so it's it's yes. loans, <laughs> loans and freeze this season which is very blues like um but west brom you know is still an attractive club to go to from you know a size perspective and the players they've already still got there um you know, like Jed Wallace, John Swift, really good championship players. But again, 
I say decent attacking options, maybe not a lot at the back. Ajayi's all right, but it's it's another sort of aging defender. So I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think Baggies probably could get like a 10th place finish, but just because there's so much tough competition in the league this year, I think there's clubs ahead of them, you know, in the yeah. pecking order just for a better setup going into the into the new season. What are your thoughts on Baggies? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, we can link everything back to Blues all the time. We know the detriment of the bad ownership and ownership issues going on. And as much as players will tell you, it doesn't affect them. Of course it does, because when you have fans protesting and booing and things like that in the stands and trying to get the owners out, it really is, it does affect them. You saw it for, for our Blues players, and we were quite lucky in the fact that John Eustace managed to get a siege mentality in this team last season. And I don't know if the Baggies will do that. I'd also like to thank them for signing Josh Mayer for us. So that's that's removed <laughs> our, our yearly link for now. Um, you know, that's a great signing. And I think we would all probably like to see him in a blue shirt. But um, but that's a great signing for them. But it was so many issues. Um, and it, it's not even just issues. It's so well documented as well. You know, the issues that they've got, you know, the process that are going to go on. It, it could, it, it's the, again, comes back to it like Blackburn, like Cardiff. It's the instability, and instability can can be key in a football club. And you're right; the baggies don't perform a miracle and get up this season. They're in they're in trouble next year, um, and maybe even in trouble this year with FFP. So, um, yeah, I, I think they they could, but again, it's like everything; they could get into the top ten or top six. But I think they will struggle. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like we said, ceilings relatively high with the players there, but I think it's more just. What's going on behind the scenes? In 14th place, we've got Swansea. Talk to me. What are you thinking? Swansea again. We've said this a lot, and actually I saw somebody mention it online, that there's not been a lot of activity from a lot of championship clubs. And I think one of Swansea's biggest things is holding on to Piro. Like, that is massive for them. You know, he's a quality striker. Um, and holding on to him, I think, will be really important. Um, I think that also... Um, manager has got a big task there in terms of convincing the fans and possibly the players that he's the right man for the job. You know, um, I think there was lots of, there's always an expectation with, with ex Premier League teams once you come down and he was meant to be, be the one to lead that charge. Have they got enough? Have they done enough? I'm not really sure. Keep hold of Piro. They've got a chance of, of finishing even higher. You know, I mean, we watched him score so many goals um, last season and he was fantastic, but, you can't rely on one player. You know, it's a team game, and if you're not getting the 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 um, oh bugger, what's the word? Reinforcements in the right places, then one man a team does not make. A hundred percent, I couldn't agree more. Obviously, they've still got a half decent squad, quite young as well. Um, but I think I'm more excited by their manager, just because of his track record and still a young, you know, exciting, up and coming manager that's done well at Barnsley last season. So I'm more just interested to see how they build. I think this season is just going to be a building season for Swansea. Um, yeah, obviously, course, Russell yeah. Martin was already laying some decent he, foundation. He's gone, hasn't he? Yeah, I said Russell he's Martin. Gone. Wrong. He's gone to Southampton. I should know that. And we'll all find he's out why in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think Swansea, again, slight ownership issues as well, because they've been... They're letting go of quite a lot of players to uh, to clear the books, balance them. And um, they've brought some half-decent signings in. 
But again, it seems like they're they're making all the right moves to start building something. And then as soon as it comes to building, it's like, oh, hang on. I don't think we've got enough money to build this. Um, So they just end up holding themselves back. So it'd be interesting to see what they do and how they build. And um, it'd definitely be a good game on Saturday. And I wouldn't be surprised if they beat us. But hopefully uh, we can get a result. But we'll touch on that later. Moving on to 13th place, Watford. Interesting one. Watford is just Watford. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, Watford does know, Watford. That's that's all you can say, right? Yeah, Watford just do Watford things. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, they're always you know promotion favourites when they're down in the championship. I think this year is very different. They've had a massive clear out of players, but also brought in some decent additions in Jamal Lewis, Tom Ince. I'm not really convinced by, but we'll we'll, we'll see how they get on. Jake Livermore is a terrible signing. I'm not even going to shy away from it is, you know, you signed him six years ago. Wow, what a signing. But now, (laughs) no, I I think Baggy's fans are probably happy to see the back of him now. Um, I think he was a decent servant for the club, but one they had to move on. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what they they do this season because it is such a big rebuild job there. But Valerian Ismail has proved that he can get a team into the playoffs and not just any team, a Barnsley team that no one expected anybody to be near the playoffs. So I'm certainly not going to rule them out from a managerial perspective. Do I think Ismail's going to be their manager come the end of the season? No. Do I think they'll have had possibly five managers in before the end of the season? Good chance. Good chance. Very good chance. (laughs) And Um, that's the thing, isn't it? You've got to give, you know, we, we all laugh. It all becomes a bit of a joke. Oh, they've done it again. You've got to give managers times, especially when you're, there's a rebuild job on. But they just don't do that. And to be honest, if Tom Ince is at Watford, they've got to be good odds on Paul Ince going in there as manager. Got to be good odds on that. And Watford fans, I'm really 100%. sorry if that happens. Um, but we are taking guesses for when Watford do sack Valerian. So please let us know. <laughs> I'm going to say September the 28th. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I'm I'm gonna go November the second. Crikey, November, that's bold. I'm, I'm being kind. Bold. I'm actually being quite kind. I don't really think there's a lot to say on Watford at, at the moment. I think we just have to kind of sit back and watch. You know, it could be a really horrible season for them, but I I think they'll they've still got a bit of pulling power. There, there's no reason why they can't bring in some a few more decent additions because they are trying to build something there. <laughs> Although ownership has caused frustrations, I don't think it's a major issue. I think yeah. they're just obviously too uh, trigger happy when it comes to managers. I think they actually need to sit back, relax and take time to build something. Do I think they're going to build it this season? No. Um, I think it's going to take time. because It's such a job there at Watford with so many players leaving. But we'll leave that to them. We'll see how they get on. Um, yeah. Moving on into 12th, I'll let you introduce oh. this one. It is the mighty and uh, glorious resurgent Birmingham City Football Club. Um, Tom Brady's Birmingham. Tom Brady's Birmingham. Um, Let's go. <laughs> so, obviously, we want to preface this is that we, are, as a fan base, are incredibly excited by everything. And that's because we have had years, years of mediocrity uh, ownership-wise. Not just playing so ownership-wise. Um, so, we know that we're not as much as we will make memes about HMS Pistol League, um, we know that it's very unlikely we're going to be able to do that. We've still got a squad of players that some have been there for years, some haven't. They've got a gel. A manager who has to prove himself all over again to new owners. But 
it is incredibly I, I can't sometimes find the words to and and all those teams who are going through ownership issues I really hope you get the day that you get to feel this because I genuinely uh, Tom I'm probably not my own here uh, obviously Mr Watson uh, and, and Daniel Ivory in the pub drunk on on takeover day but I shed a tear I shed loads of tears I couldn't stop crying like it feels just phenomenal and what's happening is and, and if I mean I'm sure most of you haven't looked up the, the interviews with our chairman Tom Wagner who is is taken over everything he says is confidence it's competence he's saying the right things and yes talking the talk is one thing but now they've started to walk the walk we've got Gary Cook in as um, CEO we've got Hope Powell who's coming for the women's technical director or advisor I can't quite remember her full title and then today obviously now, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady as a football player. He stopped my Atlanta Falcons from winning the Super Bowl. Someone argue it was the Atlanta Falcons that stopped themselves, but I disagree. But we've now got Tom <laughs> Brady in. Some would say it's PR. Tom Wagner has counteracted that, but coming to help with the sports science and the health side of things, but also commercial opportunities. And we've been on Sky News, Bloomberg, uh, Talk Sport. Um, we were on Lorraine Kelly's TV show this morning. <laughs> and that feeling and and, and t- Tom you'll, you'll admit this and, and there will be hundreds of thousands maybe not hundreds of thousands but hundreds and thousands of Blues fans we were starting to fall out in love with our club it was as simple as that to the point where I wasn't sure I was going to renew this year Tom you said you weren't and yeah, what have we both done? <laughs> Remind well, me season season season. Season. of course we have um, yeah I mean, it, we could sit here and talk for hours and you'll, you'll all hear about this as it goes on. But it is just a phenomenal feeling. It is just that good feeling. And it's united the fan base exactly. in a different way to what the old owners managed to do. 100%. And I think all we wanted was new owners. We didn't want, you know, this massive American takeover with, you know, Tom Brady involved, uh, these big names, all this money, all this PR you know, similar to the Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney takeover of Wrexham. We didn't want all this fame. We just wanted some half-decent owners that fancy taking us up um, (laughs) and rebuilding us. But we've gone from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. And we just feel so lucky. I never would have thought this day would have come for Blues, alone what we've been given as well. Um, And all it took was just for a bright, smart businessman to realise the potential of Birmingham City and the city itself as a whole. So, look, we could talk about it for hours. I don't want to talk about it for too long on this video, but we will do plenty of other videos talking about Blues and the upcoming season, that's for sure. Just touch on the signings. Sariki Dembele, incredible player at this level, and I'm so excited to see him play this season. Miyoshi, unknown quantity, really excited to see what he does. Um, yep. and I, I think it's a shame to see that some Blues fans on Twitter seem to have written him off before he's kicked a ball um, but I, I've i got a good feeling about him and hopefully um, he won't be another uh, one of those rogue players that just signs never plays Mecco, Bernard Sun uh, yes, yes, those Sam Cosgrave <laughs> but um, um, again you yeah. know he's playing European football last season so there's got to be a reason for that um, yes very excited Ethan Laird great signing glad Dion's back shame we couldn't bring Trusty back as well Uh, great signing Sheffield United have got on their hands exactly Bielik the list the list goes on Tyler Roberts 
or Tyler Roberts. The thing is, we still need strikers. Like we absolutely know that. Like if there's one thing that we will point out is strikers and maybe a bit of depth in defence. Definitely a left-sided centre back or left left back. Like you know, left-sided. Oh, I've not even been drinking. Left-sided centre back. There you go. <laughs> um, and maybe some more cover in the middle. But you know, we have pace this season, and that's something we have sorely lacked for a long time. You know, and. I was at the Northampton game and the speed of which we were going forward, phenomenal. And I think this is really a breakout year for, for JJ, for Jordan James, maybe Alfie Chang as well, George Hall, if he can get fit. So it, it's just, yeah, on the pitch, it's exciting. We're not expecting miracles. Just it's more consolidation, I think, this year. You know, let, let's, if we, I mean, we've put us 12th because I think maybe we've got a bit carried away slightly, maybe. Um, but this year, even if we finish 15th, that's consolidation. We can push on. But yeah, get get a striker and he knows where the back of the net is. Uh, and he's young as well. Uh, I think that's the main thing, you know. Um, and we'll be cooking. Let's just see how we stuff. get on. But there's a, we, we could probably have talked for hours about Blues. Yes. On to the next team. 11th place, Ipswich Town. A lot of positivity around Ipswich. Ownership is good. Manager is good. They've had a cracking season in... League One, I don't know how they didn't win the league. No. I'm no, sure no. they don't know how they didn't win the league. Any other League One season, they'd have won it, but Plymouth were just that good last season. But, hey-ho, I think Ipswich are definitely going to top them this season, that's for sure. Yeah. They've made some really good signings early on, and it just seems like a really great place to be, and I think their manager's their biggest asset. Um, there's a lot of praise going around for him. You know, I've seen Ipswich touted for the playoffs by a lot of other people as well. I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they need one good championship return yep. season under their belt before they can start screaming for the top 10. But for now, I think 11th place would be a great season for Ipswich. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been maybe a little bit harsh on the the low two of the, the other promoted teams but I think Ipswich have got everything in the right place and that's what you need to succeed you know and yeah I think if you can get into the top 10 of the championship in your first season that's a result you'll, you'll take that all day long I mean <laughs> I think most clubs will take that anyway yes. um, yeah everything's in the right place you've got Ed Sheeran sponsoring your shirts what more could you want you know um, yeah I think, think, don't think there's much more to say about them they're in a great place top 10 happy days Exactly. Although I'm sure they're not going to like who we've got in 10th. 10th place, Norwich City. Um, Norwich City is a weird one. Um, you know, a lot of positivity and negativity. Positivity because I think it's it's a change. It's, you know, it's not going to be the same old Norwich this year for a change. They've got the building blocks for a new squad. Um yeah. Managerial positivity, not so much, but he did some decent things at the back end of last season and obviously has promotion experience out of this league yep. on his CV. So let's just let him cook, see what he builds. Um, but they do have some decent little players in there and I really like the signing of Jack Stacey and I think Norwich will always be a fairly consistent team and uh, again, just another one of those sides that's going to be building for the year. But I think their home form is what's going to be keeping them up in that sort of top 10 position because they, they always have a solid home record regardless. So, um, yeah, be interesting yep. to see what they do this season. I'm not expecting massive things, but I'm also not expecting them to drastically drop, but can't rule anything out. What are your thoughts on Norwich? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, no pookie, no party this year for them. Um, <laughs> I think he's gone to Minnesota, I think he's gone to, I think. So, Somewhere yeah, <laughs> um, 
you know, it's a chance for someone to step up in there, isn't it? You know, and replace him. He was a quality player, maybe less so last season, but certainly, you know, the seasons before that. But yeah, I think I think they'll just quietly be consistent. One of these teams that might threaten the top ten, for, uh, top ten, they're in the top ten, uh, <laughs> the top six. But I don't think they'll they'll have enough. You know, I think the teams that we've got up there are in a much stronger position. So yeah, uh, and no doubt, no doubt, Blues will go there on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and. Uh, and lose, but uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, <laughs> it is definitely that home form for them. And if anything else, if nothing else, Nigel, we're predicting a boring season for you. You've got your derby back, so yeah. you know exactly. It will be really interesting to see who finishes higher between the two. So uh, look, look, looking forward to that one in ninth place and a really exciting project again, Bristol City. Um, yeah. You know, they seem to be making the right noises over there, signing Rob Dickey, Jason Knight and a couple of others. They just seems to be a um, big positive factor around Bristol. They seem to be cooking up something quite nice. Again, the only thing that makes me doubt them is I'm just not convinced by Nigel Pearson. I'm just not. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't think in this modern era he is a top-level championship manager. Although, you've got to say, in his time at Bristol, he's only taken them further. He's, yeah, you know, they've not, they've not taken steps backwards. It's always been steps forwards, just really slow steps. They, they yeah. threaten and they tease the top 10 and then they don't quite do it. I think this season they're finally going to make that jump and just get in there, assert themselves and get them pushing for top six again. I remember when Bristol, like four, three or four years ago, were like second place at Christmas or something mad um, under Lee Johnson. But I think they're going to be returning to that sort of top six agenda soon, whether it's this season, I don't know. They've certainly got the players to do it. Um, and it'll just be interesting to see what they uh, they can cook up this season. But I, th- I just don't see Nigel Pearson being a top-level championship manager anymore. I know he's won the league at this level before, but that was a very long time ago and it was a very different time in the championship. Things have changed. But I'm not writing him off. I still think he's a good manager at this level. Um, I just I'm not, I can't I can't see him getting them in the playoffs. But I do think they're capable of playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. And there's always that one team, right, that makes that last ditch run in always without fail. Um, it could well be them, you know, especially if they're sniffing around. Exactly. And Bristol's form always seems to come at the end of every season, yeah. every year. So Absolutely. Um, I think Jason Knight really excites me as a signing for them. And I know that might be quite a boring pick, um, but I just think he's such a good player. Like, I mean, we were in for him allegedly, you know, we were looking at him and that's a sign that I would really like, you know, I just think he's just, he's got, he's got that mentality. He's got that performance level. And I just think he could really, really be a, be a stalwart in that team. I agree with Nigel Pearson. Um, I, on, on your point on Nigel Pearson, not just with Nigel Pearson, uh, <laughs> uh, especially about comments about ostriches or, or whatever it was he said. Um, but then, you know, he, he's been in and around this league for a long time now, and that counts for a lot. Whether or not it's enough to, to get Bristol up there remains to be seen, but they could definitely make a late late lunge and um, be, be very interesting to watch their progress this season, for sure. 100%. Right, we're going uh, to rock the boat a bit here. I think this one's going to upset a few. Eighth place, Coventry City. Now... I think this is more down to me than it is to you. I know you had them in the playoffs in your table and also promoted at the playoffs. I did, yes. Uh, for me, I know what they did last season was incredible, 
but they're probably going to lose Hamer. They've already lost Jikoresh and brought in Sims, which is an incredible addition. I am not disputing that. But do I think it's a better striker? No. Do I think he did well at Sunderland? Yes. But it's going to be hot and cold whether he replicates that form. I hope he does because I think he's a really good player. But we just have to wait and see. They're certainly spending a lot of money, Coventry. Um, I know they're linked with uh, some fella from the US for like seven million or whatever it is. Yeah. So they're, um, they're definitely emptying the pockets with the new owner and um, getting out there and trying to progress. But on paper, they've not actually made that many signings and they've let go of a few, like Dabo and whatnot. And the squad was already thin as it was. Um, yeah. So to already let go quite a few players and not be having a massive overhaul like we've had is is risky you know that squad is so small and you know a few of their key players like your Callum O'Hares are injury prone so all it takes is a few injuries to, de- yeah. to derail their season I know they got on they got on okay with without a few of their key key players but just for me I don't think they're going to have a good a season as they did last season this season based off where they're at right now this second yeah. but there's still time to bring in more players and completely change that, I just can't see them making the playoffs this year. And although I know I've seen loads of Cov fans putting themselves in the top three and top four, I've, I work with a few Coventry fans. I'm not sure I've known a more arrogant fan base at the moment. <laughs> but you know what? I love it. I respect the arrogance. You know, you've just got to the playoff final and lost. Like, you deserve to have that swagger. And fair play to you, you know, Coventry are a big club, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I just don't think they're going to have a good season, a good as season this season as they did last season. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Happy to be proven wrong and also happy to get a guest on and prove me yes, wrong. Absolutely. And I, I agree. I mean, to be fair, I had them right. Then you went, oh, hang on, they've lost lost this player. They're losing this player. And I was like, ah, yeah, that's a great point. And I remember, I totally forgot that they'd lost... And I can never pronounce his name, so you're going to have to do it for me. Uh, um, there okay. you go. Yeah, I can <laughs> never ever pronounce it, so I'm not going to even attempt to butcher it. So I think losing him is similar to when we lost Che. That's a big loss. You don't replace that easily. Uh, we still haven't, arguably. Um, and it's a massive loss. And I just think the other thing for me that you've got to remember is there is that expectation amongst Cole fans they're going to go better. So if you're not going better, does Robbins go? Do you sack him? And if that happens, that's everything that you've worked for over the last four, five, six years, whatever it is, gone out the window. The other thing, there's always a hangover from the team that don't go up. Always hangover from the playoff final. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I agree. I just don't think they've kind of, with with you pointing that out, uh, I I agree with you that I don't think they've, they've got enough now. Um, but remember, Cov fans, that was him that persuaded me that that wasn't going to happen. I thought <laughs> Oh, that, that's just me being spiteful. Um, <laughs> moving on, seventh place, and I think they're going to have a cracking season this year. Um, Stoke City, they've made some really exciting signings. It seems that they want to go for a more flair-style, exciting football this year. Alex Neal, again, still a fairly young manager, always looking to do better every season at this level, wherever he is. Um, and has been promoted from this league before with Norwich a long time ago. So you, you can't rule them out. Stoke is a big club at this level as well. Um, they'll have quite a bit of pulling power. They've already made some good signings in the likes of Wesley dropping down to the championship, which yep. is exciting. Um, 
a few uh, rogue players that I've never heard of before, but they look good. Um, that that right back from Wolves back on loan again this season, Hoover or whatever his name is, who was <laughs> bagging loads of goals towards the back end of last season. I don't know. There just seems to be a real feel-good factor around Stoke going into the new season. And um, it'll be exciting to see what they do. It's I can't lie. I've not really put a mass amount of thought into this. I just, I've just got a feeling. I just got yeah. a feeling about Stoke. I don't know why. I just feel like they're going to have a good season. But yeah. What are your thoughts on Stoke? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that as much as you know, uh, we aren't probably Wesley's biggest fans for obvious reasons. Yeah. That that's a great signing. You know, he has got the talent. He is a great player. Um, and I think that can make all the difference. You know, you get a player like that stepping down, it can change everything for you. Um, so, yeah, I, and I agree. I think they just, there seems to be a positivity about Stoke that I haven't had there for a while. Um, Alex Neal is a great manager. You know, again, one of those managers that I'd love through the door at Blues one day. Um, I think he's great. You know, he, he worked, what was it, it was Sunderland before Stoke, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah. He was at Preston before. You know, he's done great jobs there. He's done a great job at Stoke. And, and yeah, I think alongside Bristol City, they, probably a dark horses for the playoffs um but yeah, i think that they will probably just miss out to the ones we've got top six um which i mean you've probably all figured out which six they are if you've been properly following this along um and that's why i think they'll probably just about miss out 100 in sixth place we've got millwall they're finally gonna do it they're yeah. finally gonna get in the top six they're yeah. not gonna bottle it this year no. gary rower is finally going to have a consistent season and not throw it away at the death so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do um going into the new season what are your thoughts on Millwall yeah I mean we were talking about it earlier right like um obviously history between Blues and Millwall isn't great and then again I'm sure Millwall fans with any club it isn't great but you know they've <laughs> just signed uh Matthew Sarkic from Wolves um now he is a great keeper um if you've not seen much of him, Millwall fans, when he came to us in pre-season, he was horrendous. We were dreading <laughs> it. Um, he dropped balls, he scored, honestly, and then the season started and he turned into Buffon. He was phenomenal. Um, I mean, put it this way, he was injured and in January. Yeah, I think, for the rest of the season. Last, and still and one player of the still season. Still one player of the season. Um, so you have got a, a seriously solid keeper there. Um, and that alone... It means, you know, it's huge in the championship to have that kind of keeper, um, you know, and, and the rest of the team, you know, they they did unfortunately bottle it last season. Um, they would have learned from that, you hope, and, and uh, I've got a lot of love for Gary Rowan for, for various reasons. And I, I think he's, yes, he's not, doesn't play the most attractive football, but he gets the results. And I think, I think this season it will be, it'll be his, it'll be his turn to be the bride into the playoffs. Um, whether you scrape in or, Trotting, I think I think Millwall are there. Hundred percent. I really like the signing of Kevin Nisbet, one that Blues almost yeah. pulled off a few years ago. Yes, of course, and yeah. I think we we all regret not signing him. We got and Sam I, Cosgrove, didn't we? Yeah, we brought Sam Cosgrove in instead, which I don't need to uh, delve into that for Blues fans to know how we all feel. Um, <laughs> but Kevin Nisbet, he's been firing in preseason already, by the looks of it. Um, very exciting signing, and I think. He could be the missing link for Millwall. And I think he could yeah. be that, that final addition that really fires them towards the playoffs. Obviously, they've signed Wes Harding as well. Um, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm quite happy for, you know, he was always 
always a hard worker at Blues and I think he needed to leave us to progress his career. Did so well at Rotherham, probably became one of their top three best players. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does um, what he does at Millwall this season. But I think Kevin Nisbet, they keep him fit. He could be what takes them to the playoffs. I really do yeah. believe that. And I think Blues were very unlucky to not bring him in when, uh, when we had the chance. But yeah. we'll see that when he scores against us. Um, <laughs> moving on into fifth place, your best mate's team, Southampton. Yes, yes so we will have my best yeah. mate on, no doubt, at some point. I, uh, you've all probably seen, well, the Blue stands probably that follow me have seen, you know, I, I follow Southampton with him. Um, so I'm actually off to Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow night. So Sheffield Wednesday fans, please don't hunt me down. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Southampton have managed to generally keep the bulk of their squad together so far. Um, Livermento is off to Newcastle. Bit of a shame, he's a very talented player, um, but he was never going to stick around. Lavia, there's rumours of him going to Liverpool, um, but the rest of the squad's still there. So far, they've still got Ward Prowse, they've still got Che, they've still got Adam Armstrong, who obviously are both strikers who have proven championship quality, knows what it takes. And um, they've also got Russell Martin in there, who's going to go in there into a club that, to be honest, in the last season was was actually deflated, and you know it was a matter of time before they were relegated. And they just celebrated when they were because they were just glad it was over. You know they had a terrible season, uh, probably the highlight beating Man City, obviously in the, in the Carabao Cup two 0 um, <laughs> They've got a really solid squad. If they keep most of that squad together, the few additions here or there as well have gone in. Um, a good manager. Again, I mean, I obviously forgot that he'd gone to Southampton. That shows how much my memory is getting old in my old age. Um, I was a bit underwhelmed with his appointment because I think he hadn't done enough at Swansea for me to to get that appointment. But you know, every manager gets a clean slate when they go into a new club, right? And I think if he can change that philosophy and, and get those playing and you know, my best mate, and he, he no doubt will tell us, he went to the Reading game. Now, admittedly, Reading are in straits of their own. Um, but he said if, if they're playing that football all season, it's very exciting to watch. You know, they've got some good young talent coming through um, at, at Saints. You know, they've got Quality Academy. And, yeah, there, there's not, I wouldn't say there's necessarily a feel good about it, but, you know, these players have come down from the Premiership, they're Premier League players, and you can never write them out being in the top six. And I think, yeah, they've got to have a season that was better than last year, haven't they? Let's be honest. So, yeah, I think they'll do enough. And I think we've said that they're going to make it out of the playoffs, haven't we? So, 100%. Yeah, straight back up. They are our playoff promoted team as well. Quick note from me on Southampton. I think there's still loads of Premier League quality players there. And I think Russell Martin's style of football is really going to suit the players that Southampton still currently have. Obviously, they probably will lose uh Lavia and they're gonna lose Livermento and I reckon War Prowse to West Ham will be like a deadline day signing. Um yeah. but they've still got enough quality there that I'm sure they've got the money to replace it. Not sure why they signed a random unknown Manchester City player for like 15 mil, but you never know. Lavia seemed to work out well and a few of the others. So well that's it. That's yeah. their whole philosophy. That they're signing these young players in and if they do well they saw them on and that's it. Lavi's going for a 50, 60 mil. So. Exactly. So, you know, it. I, I can't I can't bash what's not broken. Uh, it's it's working for them. So go for it. Uh, it's It just seems very risky from the outside looking in. But they've got Adam Armstrong and Jay Adams, who are two in recent history of the best championship strikers you could possibly ask for, really. So, um, yeah, there's no reason why they can't. But we will see. In fourth place and not getting promoted out of the playoffs 
this one is is a mad one, really. I think this one uh, might rattle a few Leicester fans. I personally had you at the top of my table. I'm just saying I had you in first. So aim your frustrations towards my colleague, Carl, who put you in seventh. Yep. Seventh. <laughs> I, I had to fight to get you in fourth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not even going to speak about this one. I think Winks and Cody are great signings, and that's all I'm going to say on it. I will let you take the lead on this one. Why Why did you have Leicester in seventh? Thanks for that, Tom. That is really nicely. I just think the reason why is I just don't think they were going to make it back up. I think they probably would have been close, but I just think there's a lot going on there. There still seems to be a lot going on in the background with the ownership, um, which is a common theme. We should probably just put ownership about over one of these clubs and we'll go from there. But I just think it, it just seems to be a club that's very all over the place. Um, they've obviously lost a couple of quality players. Now, Harvey Barnes, James Madison, they were never going to stay right, let's be honest. Um, I think uh, there's probably a few more that have gone out the door as well. Um, and he said Sunjic, and he's like, no, that's our player. But you all know who I mean. I can't bloody think of his name. Um, and you've got, um, so that's Man City's Pep's uh, assistant that's gone in there now as manager, hasn't he, all yes. from the start? And, Okay, Arteta's done well at Arsenal, but it took him a few years to do well at Arsenal. I just think that could be detrimental. You've got a player going into a team that are depleted because they've been relegated. They've lost some of their best players. Yes, Wings and Cody, great signings. Again, fantastic. But a player's going to, a coach is probably coming, trying to change the style of play, trying to do this, trying to do that. I just don't think they've got enough. And I think it was only because of the players that they have got remaining that they'd make the top 10. If they'd lost more, I genuinely would have put them lower. I'd have put them like bottom half of the table. <laughs> I love it. For me personally, I still... Sorry, Joe. Some... <laughs> I still think they've got some great players like uh, Christensen, um, Wout Faz, um, Harry Suter, uh, Eva Sinigal. They've just signed this new Danish keeper as well, who's apparently quite good and up and coming. Um, they've still got, um, you know, Dennis Pratt, Castagna. Um, Castagna might be going probably, to be fair, but we'll see. Vardy, Ian Acho, Daka. There's, there's a lot of talent still in that squad. Um, and adding Cody and Weeks to it, I think, can only really improve the side. I think a few more additions and they could definitely push for first place but on paper they should at least minimum be getting top six for me but I think Leicester are in a bit of a banter error phase at the moment so I feel like it'd be a very Leicester thing to do to miss out on the top six this season because it just feels like that they're they're heading into that stage now of oh you know uh seven years ago we won the Premier League and now we're we're, <laughs> we're dwelling near the bottom of the championship I feel Double like relegation yeah, it really wouldn't shock me. Really would not shock me. And obviously they won the FA Cup as well a few years ago. So what a fall from grace, put it yeah. that way. Third place, Sunderland. Exciting one. I think they're just going to keep building on from a good season last season. Although they've not made loads of new additions yet, I still think there's plenty to come. And they'll bring in some good high-level players. Obviously, they've lost quite a few of their loan signings from last season, sadly, like Diallo and Sims and whatnot. But I think they'll replace them. 
and uh, there's just generally a fairly good feel-good factor around the club. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see what they do. I think Tony Mowbray is probably the only thing I have a little bit of doubt over. But he's done well since he's gone there, so I'm, I'm not going to speak too negatively. Um, yeah. I feel like it really could go one way or the other for Sunderland, but I'm backing them to stay in the playoffs and you know top that playoff pack as well. Um, I just think they need a few more uh, notable additions that are going to be solid championship assets to to yep. say, yeah, we're going for the playoffs again, um, sort of thing. But but we'll have to see. What are your thoughts on Sunderland? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you've kind of summed it all up there. You know, I think Tony Mowbray is, you know, he's a great manager. And I think, I mean, look how close he was with Blackburn. He obviously got Sunderland up into the playoffs last season, which. I think as much as it would have been a bit of a fairy tale, I think most of the fans will tell you last season wasn't the season for them to go up, probably. Um, again, I think they're probably going to be bridesmaids, not brides this time. Um, you know, because those other teams have just got that quality, right? Um, so even just being in that pack would be immense for them. Um, I think they have got, you know, and I think with all these these clubs outside the, the three that have come down, Got to remember, we've got the Premier League and the clubs now. We're starting to look at their youth, who they want to farm out online. So there, there's plenty of space for quality players to come in as well. But yeah, I don't think they're, they're going to get enough to get over the line, either automatic or to win the playoffs. But yeah, definitely third. 100%. So positive season for them. Moving on, second place, Leeds. I'm, I, I still think the jury's out a bit on Leeds. Obviously, they've still got some good, solid championship players there, but I think they're missing. Mainly, I know they've got Patrick Bamford, but I feel like they need another solid out-and-out striker now they've lost Rodrigo. Um, They've still held on to some of their, you know, quite promising wingers like uh, Nonto and Somerville, who could be really dangerous at championship level. They've got a decent back line in the likes of Ailing, Koch, Cooper, if they all stay fit. so, yeah, it's it's still a fairly good squad on paper. And Daniel Fark has won this league before. There's no reason why he can't do it again. But I also think it could very easily go wrong for Leeds, just as easily as it could go right. Yeah. Uh, so, no, they, we'll have to wait and see. I don't really know too much on Leeds, but I feel like they are going to have a good season. But I, I don't know. I don't know. There's, Like I said... Yeah anything can happen in this division and they could easily struggle more than they expect to. And Daniel Farker might not be the right fit for that lead squad. You never know. Uh, it did seem like a surprising appointment. So I don't know, but on paper, it looks, it still looks pretty good. There's no reason yeah. why they can't be challenging for automatics. What are your thoughts on Leeds? Just to be clear, Leeds fans, I had you win in the league. Uh, it's on paper. <laughs> <laughs> so when you come to St Andrews on the 12th of September, remember that. Um, <laughs> Not 12th of September, 12th of August. There you go. It's literally a week away. I can't count. Um, yeah, look, I, I agree. I think, you know, my basis is that they've got Daniel Farker. That he he knows how to get out of the league. They've got those players in there. Um, you know, there's a reason why the three teams that are in the, they got relegated from the Premier in that top six. And it's because they've got those Premier League players. You know, it's a different level playing the Premier League. I think they've got enough to, to, to definitely make the automatics. Like I, said, I thought they'd go on and win the league. But you're right. The wheels could come off, Leeds could fall apart again, and they could end up mid-table or worse. So, but yeah, I, I think they've just got it's it's one of the things they've just got enough, you know. And, and you look at this season, um, you know, when we played those teams that had come down from the Prem, we struggled at times, you know, and, and teams did struggle. I mean, you look at Burnley, um, you know, that 
it was almost a joke at that point, you know, of how good Burnley were. Yeah. So, you know, yes, they had maybe a few more quality players in there and, and stuff, but yeah, I think Leeds will make automatics for sure. 100%. And then you'll be able to guess who we've got winning the championship next season. Funnily <laughs> enough, neither of us had Middlesbrough to actually finish first in the league. Um, we've purely done it just to balance the table and make things right. But that doesn't mean we don't think Middlesbrough can't win the league. So, Bora, we believe that you can do it. We believe that you can go all the way. I think what Michael Carrick is building at Middlesbrough is really special. They've made some tidy additions. Not a very busy summer, but they've not really got a lot that they need to change as such. Just a few additions here and there to what they're already doing really well next season. And if Tuber Akpom can recreate his form, then um, yeah. you know that's that's already most of your goals sorted already next season. Um, and I just think it's a fairly good place to be, a uh, big club as well. Um, so I think they've just got to continue doing what they were doing. Not a lot of change really needs to happen, yeah. just those one or two extra additions. But I'm not all too clued up on a lot of their summer business, to be honest, uh, so far. I've not heard of any major, major signings as of yet, to be fair. But I just think that what they've already got is more than capable of going for automatics, let alone winning the league. So let's let's see them do it. I, I don't think there's no reason why they couldn't do it. Yeah, and, and basically my points are everything that you've just made. I think that Michael Carrick has... I mean, he shocked me, I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting him to do as well as he, he's done. Similar to the job that Steve Cooper did at Forest, right? Um, phenomenal. And I think you don't want to rock the boat too much. A couple more quality signings. And yeah, I think we, both, we actually both had Borough to finish second, didn't we? Um, so we definitely think you're going to make the automatics, but yeah, by proxy, you're, you're winning the league in our prediction. So if you do, exactly. you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but I just think you know it, it's just a great. I like character and a great job. Um, yeah, replicate that form of Akram and should be away with it. Let's see how they do. Right for now, we're going to wrap the video up there um, and just have this as a separate championship predictions video, just because. I think I think we both rambled longer than we thought we would. Um, you should see a video out already or coming out very soon with our game week one predictions where uh, we'll go through very shortly just talking about what we think is going to happen. And also the little prediction league we've got going on where we'll be doing a point system uh, between me and Carl towards the rest of the season. And if you want to join in, then you're more than welcome to in the comments section. Uh, but that's it from the, uh, from us on the championship predictions. I've been me, Carl. I've been me. <laughs> Thank you for having us. And we'll see you again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.